We're not going to prolong, but once again, uh, as I said on Thursday, really do apologize for the mistake that was made uh, in reading of the scripture. Um, I was, I gave you Luke, but I was preaching from Mark. Same thing, the parables, but you couldn't follow me, so I apologize for that once again. If anybody needs that particular scripture, uh, I can give it to you after service. Hopefully we're going to have it all right this time. Yes. Amen. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 30 through 37. And Jesus answered, said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the same at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him <clears throat> and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and looked and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thy likewise. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> This morning, Lord willing, we want to talk to you about compassion. Compassion. When we look at verse 30, it says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. We may not have fallen among thieves today or stripped of our clothes. We may not be wounded as this man was, but we have gone through some things. Some of us are going through things right now. The system of this world have stripped and wounded us and left us for dead. How many know what it's like to fall on hard times? Then you know how important compassion and mercy is. Mercy means to be compassionate, especially to those under one's power. It is being in a position to be kind and forgiving. 
Compassion being in deep awareness of the suffering of another. In verse 31 and 32, it says, And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Now, if you just think about that for a minute, you, here you are laying down wounded, beat up and left half dead, and somebody comes and sees you, and rather than give you some assistance, they go on the other side, away from you like you got a plague or something. Amen. What kind of love is that? I mean, the song said more love, right? right. What kind of love is that? You see me, and then you walk on the other side. Back then, a priest and a Levite were the ones who were obligated and supposed to come and show mercy. Amen. They were the ones that said they know God. Christians today, uh-oh, are the ones who are supposed to know God. But there are times the world shows more compassion than the Christians do. Today, we are looking at the world, the Christians of religion and denomination, and the people of God. The world, of course, are the wicked. God's people are the righteousness of God. And Christians bounce between the wicked and the righteous. When you deal with the world, they have no empathy, no mercy, no compassion. They don't care where you are, who you are, or what condition you are in. So what's happening in those who say they know God bounce back forth between mercy, compassion, and being wicked to you. A person in distress then had a right to expect immediate help and comfort from the priest and the Levite. Today, religion and denominations, which follow men's traditions, represent the priests and the Levites. If you are in distress or in need or help, you expect help from them. Amen. Let's examine the world and religion a little. They have all kinds of organizations to help you today, such as the government, SSI, Salvation Army, Red Cross, some are good and helpful, others are strict and not so helpful. Some make you go through all kinds of changes. For example, the government will make you fill out forms. If you have a car or money in the bank, you may not qualify. If you have a job, it goes against you. After waiting a long time for help, you then find out you've been denied. Some denominations, on the other hand, they say they know God, but their heart is far from him. They have read the scriptures, but don't do them. They are like the priests and the Levites. They pass by on the other side when they see you or pretend they don't hear you. The scripture tells us to do good to all especially those of the household of faith. Amen. 
But many only do good when good is done to them. The scripture also tells us, if you see your brother in need and shut up your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in you? More love. More power. Going back to Luke, verse 33. But got the scripture right? But a certain man, a certain Samaritan, excuse me, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. The Samaritan were the people the Jews had no dealing with. Today, God is looking for people he can deal with. He's looking for those that will express the compassion to others as he expresses it to us. Even though there were differences between the Samaritan and the Jews, the Samaritan did not see him as an enemy. The Samaritan overcame all hostilities between the two. He saw a wounded man. He saw him as a neighbor in need, one who needed aid and help. He kindly denied himself to show kindness to a stranger. The priests and the Levites would not help their very own afflicted and wounded. And remember, it says, if you see your brother in need and shut up your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in you? More love. They walked on the other side. The question to ask ourselves, where do our limitations lie? In fact, when it comes to compassion and mercy, the question is, where does compassion begin? And where does mercy stop? Where do we draw the line? Or should there be a line that's drawn in the first place? Doesn't compassion go hand in hand with forgiveness? Selah. Verse 34 and 35 of Luke. And went to him and bound up his wounds pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Would you do that for somebody today? This Samaritan gave a stranger personal care. When he left, he made sure he was in good hands and whatever was needed, he told the host he would make it right when he came back. Who is willing to do this for a stranger? Who would do this for someone of another religion? Let's be really real. Who would do this for those in this body? Yet alone a stranger. I'm still saying this and I'll say it for the third time. If you see your brother in need and shut up your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love? How can you say God dwells in you? In the little good saints. David said this in Psalms 86, 15. But thou, O Lord, are a God of full compassion and gracious, long-suffering, 
plenteous in mercy and truth. Not just a little bit, but plenteous in mercy and truth. Amen. Psalms 145 and 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. You know, who wouldn't serve a God like that? He's slow to... Because some of the things we do can stir up some quick anger. Amen. How many have felt like this? Yep. And when I say like this, God, you're not hearing me right now. Anybody had that feeling? Yep. But if you were honest with yourself, you are not doing what you should do in the first place. Mm-hmm. Huh? You say God ain't hearing you, but actually you ain't doing David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But look at this. Lamentations. I know it's a hard book to find. Lamentations is found right after Jeremiah. Lamentations chapter 3, 31 through 33. Listen what it says. For the Lord will not cast off forever. I'm so glad of that. Even though you think he is not there, even though it seems like he is not hearing, true repentance is never without hope. You think God has dropped you because of what you have done. God don't drop the mic. Because of what you've done, that, that, that could not be farther from the truth. Verse 32 says, but though he caused grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. Did you hear that? He causes grief, but it's with compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. He will not put no more upon you than you can bear. He will not give you anything that you don't deserve. Chastening is but for a moment. A good father chastens his children, but it is with compassion and mercy. 33 says, for he does not afflict willingly, nor grieve the children of men. God doesn't want to do it. But he loves us enough to correct us. Amen. So they will not allow us to go where we should not go. Look at Psalm 78. See what happened between the children of Israel and, and, and God. Psalm 78 starting at verse 34. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after God. Not understanding God, some of us would take this so strictly. But what this is saying is, when it says he slew them, it means while his judgments were upon them. Then they began to humble themselves. Hosea had this to say about it. Hosea 5.15 said it this way. I, being God, 
will go return to my place till they acknowledge their offenses and seek my face in their affliction, they will seek me early. Remember 2 Chronicles, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. When you do such, then I can hear you. But until you do it, your, your afflictions, your iniquity is stopping me from hearing. In the book of Psalms, in this particular chapter, you will hear about what God did for Israel. For example, from, from being delivered from the hands of Pharaoh to bringing streams out of the rocks to drink water, protecting them by day and by night, sending down manna to eat, which they called angels' food. But they send the more against him. What do we do with what God chose and gives us today? Israel tempted God in their heart. God heard and was angry because they didn't believe in him and didn't trust in his salvation. We have Jesus, and Jesus is our mercy. But, we, but do we trust in him? Do we trust in the salvation that he has provided for us? What are we doing with that salvation? Verse 35 says, and they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? Do we know what flattery means? When you are up singing and praising and giving thanks in God, I love you, oh, hallelujah. Was it flattering words? Or did it really mean it and it come from your heart? Children know how they can flatter their parents to get what they want. Do you know what flattery means? It means to compliment excessively. And often insincerely, yeah. Amen. you cannot butter up God. No, you, can't. you can't stroke God. Oh, Lord, you know I love you. You're so, you're so kind. And don't even try it. Amen. He knows if praise is from the heart or from the flesh. Yeah. God knows if your tears are real or fake. Amen. We, we can fake some tears. Huh? When you when you re, when you really want to, I, I'm uh, my grandbaby. I'm, I said, don't even try it, girl. Get off that. <laughs> when 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 she feeling a certain way or things ain't good, <laughs> get it. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I don't even buy that. That that don't even work. And then when she gets something she like. Look at verse 37. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Ask yourself this. Is my heart right with God? 
Am I steadfast in his word right now? Or am I trying to flatter him with my words? God knows. But he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. Being a full compassion, God forgave. When you forgive, is it real? Is it with mercy and compassion? When you forgive, can you hug that person then? Or does it take a few weeks? God has forgiven us and has not destroyed us. He forgave us right now. God has turned away his anger. And it tells us it's because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. Verse 39 says, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Do you know what God, do you know God knows what you made of? How would he know that? Because he, he made you, made you out of the dust. So he knows you ain't nothing but dust. Made you out of the dust and then breathed into your nostrils and you became a living soul. Yes, yes. And it's the soul that he's concerned about. Your flesh has got to go back to the ground. Mm. Have you ever really thought about it? Everything you see, everything you see came from the dust of the ground. Mm. Some way, somehow, the fan, the lights, the windows, the carpet, your skin is nothing but dust that came from the ground. And because of the knowledge, because of the knowledge of God that he's placed in man, you were able to create all the things that you create. And if you look at all the years it has taken man to create, and right now over in Israel, it ain't take but a moment to destroy the very things that they made. But you will not destroy God's creation, his Amen. earth. It is not for you to do so. God, remember what we are. Let the truth be known. With all the things going on right now, if it had not been for Jesus, I believe this world would have been destroyed by fire a long time ago. But because of Jesus, God's compassion, his mercy, his long suffering, we have been given another year. Mm, thank you, Lord. And with that, my time is up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you for yours. Thank you.